Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Leader Manager Coach podcast. Welcome to the programme. Again, I'm blessed to be able to sit here and record this on a rooftop terrace in Bangladesh and I'm going to, I'm going to take leave to talk about in this episode something called Finding the One. And finding the one is something that's been growing and evolving. And I'm going to take leave to talk about something that's very special to me, talk about something that's very personally very meaningful, but also involves other people and is a great project. And I just want to share it. So if you enjoy it, fantastic. And I hope you find something out of it. So the backdrop to this is that working as a, as a coach for the national youth team in Bangladesh is a country, is a young country that actually got its independence. And please excuse me, all you historians, and please pull me apart because this is just information that I've managed to glean, and I might be wrong, I believe it's 1971. This is a beautiful nation that has embraced us and invited us and culturally it's just amazing and colourful and beautiful and vibrant. And there are approximately somewhere around in the region of 160, 170 million people in this nation. And it's a dense population. The space per capita is quite small. There are people everywhere. You see it, the traffic, the streets, it's, it's a humdrum, it's a hive, it's busy, it almost never sleeps. And it's an experience to behold. And so we're in this niche of very fortunate, working for the National Federation. And we've had a, a good few months of coaching and training with players and some tournaments and had some success, which has been great. And there's a recognition with recommendations and all the stakeholders and parties involved from, from the Prime Minister down. You know, we've had an opportunity to meet the Prime Minister and visit the Prime Minister's residence. And the President of the Bangladesh Football Federation and the key stakeholders from Fortis Group and K-Sports and, 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 and all the, the key people involved in promoting and celebrating Bangladesh sport for young people and Bangladesh football in particular. But the brutal reality is that this young nation, as I see it, and it's a bit autobiographical, but it's as I see it after a few months' experience, has a very fragmented and a very sparse base background of football 
as Mr. Shidat from the Fortis Group says that in Bangladesh most people are married to cricket. They are forced to be married to cricket, but their girlfriend is football. And as he so eloquently says that football is becoming more prominent and the mistress, as he calls it, is shouting out. And, you know, I believe in the same thing, that there's a, there's a hunger. There's a hunger for many things in this nation. It's got a, a growth and there's people work day and night and there's a hunger for success and wealth and happiness and prosperity here. And yes, in the grand scheme of things, where does football sit when people are still hungry? And there is poverty and there is harsh realities of things that probably are extremely unpleasant going on around me. But the reality of life is that we can only influence what we can only influence. And uh, as somebody who's, who finds himself in a very fortunate situation, I'm paid to facilitate what I can. My love is sport and football and coaching and young people and players and older players as well. And it's about utilising your strengths and your position and your ability. So this is in my control. So along with the other people, the other coaches and there's, you know, uh, Andy Turner, great, great friend who's a real, real wonderful technical coach and Bobby Mims who we've interviewed on the podcast along with Mr Shudat and Mr Fahad and the people at the Bangladesh Football Federation the President and the Prime Minister you know all the key stakeholders are here but something's been in my mind and it keeps coming back and it, I, I've called it finding the one and the stimulation for it as well as the situation I find myself in came from reading a book you know, excuse me for being that guy who keeps reading books called The Captain Class. The author's Sam Walton, I think. Where it talked about how one player, one key player in a team, in an organisation, in a squad, makes the difference. And I actually kind of never really believed it so much as until I actually read the book and understood exactly what he was saying with his fantastically duly diligent research and his way of explaining. And I thought, you know, along with these other people, in this great nation of 160 million people, and yes, yes, some are old, some are young, so there's not 160 million young footballers, but I'm sure you get the message, do the maths. There's millions and millions of people, young people in this hungry nation that is growing and striving and working. And with all these stakeholders in place, with all these key people in place, it's kind of like Shakespeare talks about in Julius Caesar. A rising tide raises all ships. There is a tide in the affairs of men that when taken at the flood leads on to victory. When ignored or something like that, the rest of life is bound in shallows and misery. Now, without being too literary about it, it feels like the time is now. It feels like we are on that cusp, that edge, 
and just starting that wave and the potent you can almost feel the potential here when you see the young players that we have had in our academies you look in their eyes you know you put a football coaching session on on a trial on and hundreds of people turn up people who are too old people who are not appropriate but people turn up because they're hungry any one possible little tiny crack of opportunity they're there so I honestly believe in this nation there is opportunity 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 there's possibilities in all this massive population you know there's 160 million people okay how many how many young footballers are there there are millions you know okay if we split the boys and the girls up 50 50 that's 80 million males 80 million females split the population again in half old and young 40 million let's just talk about the boys for a minute equally important to talk about the girls I know 40 million boys 40 million girls you know because my my job my career my position is the boys so I'm talking about the boys but just apply it to the girls too you know the girls went to meet the Prime Minister the other day in the under 19s and had a great recognition for their great success which they've had under Mr Paul Smalley who's uh, now um, moved on to another Asian nation to um, play his trade so 40 million males young males maybe out of that 40 million young let's just reduce them down again let's half it again to say that half of those are under 16 20 million the numbers might, might be way out but somewhere in this vibrant colorful hungry nation with all these key stakeholders from the most powerful people the Prime Minister very eloquent very successful business leaders who have already committed and endeavored and shown their hand and are personally inspired to put their own resources for their own reasons and the good of the nation into the projects that will be necessary to bring Asian football and Bangladesh football to the place where it can compete and be recognized we have the media on side because every time there's a little snippet of football information it's publicized massively so there is a rising swell there is hunger there is desire there are resources there are the right people there is the knowledge with the coaches and it's a great blessing at the moment that it's English coaches and it's a great blessing to be able to be part of that and so I suppose in the melting pot you have all the raw material if you want to create something successful whether that's a great a great pot of food for a feast and a banquet you need the ingredients and the raw material we have millions and millions of hungry young people we have the power which is the heat whether that's the financial support the diplomatic support the political support and we have the know-how from the coaches 
Yes, we need some administrative support. We need some systems. Massively. Oh boy, do we need systems. Oh boy, do we need better administration. And you know, if there are administrators who listen to this, boys, we need to improve. Girls, we need to improve. We can get better. Massively. You know, inefficiency bounds sometimes in certain places and things can improve. We can get better but we will endeavor to together. But we have all that is necessary to create this. And I've called it Finding the One because I believe, and again, I take leave to be autobiographical and talk about what I believe, but I believe personally here in this great nation, in all these millions of people, this great cricketing nation, there is a heartbeat and a soul that is crying out for football, for the beautiful game. You know, in the sprawling cities, in this sprawling city, capital city of Dakar, of estimated 20 million people. Just the one city, or the other eight cities, or whatever they are, and Chittagong, and, and the others that I can't remember, Mayan Singh, and all the others that I'm humbled to have to be able to learn about, and looking forward to learn about. Somewhere in, that, in these sprawling cities, in these hidden villages there will be a Pele an Edson Arantes de Nascimento there will be a Diego Armando Maradona there will be a Lionel Messi there will be a Ronaldo but we're not looking for Pele or Maradona or Messi, or Ronaldo. We're looking for the one from Bangladesh. It could be Ahmed, Mohamed, Shuvo, Apobo, Mahedi, Hassan. It could be any name. But we are looking for the one from Bangladesh. The one that can change a nation. So that then people will really believe. Asian football will be influenced and Bangladesh will really believe. So the project is finding the one. And it started in my mind. It's on paper. Now it's on a podcast. It's been talked about. It's been muted by the Prime Minister. It's been talked about in the media, in the Dhaka Tribune, the Asian Age. And it's been talked about by the coaches. And it's a journey that's just starting, the journey of finding the one as part of the process. Of putting in place all the things that are taken for granted in the Western world, in the UK, the grassroots programs, the disability programs, the girls programs, the boys programs, the walking football, the dads, the social aspect, the, the, the underprivileged aspects, all those things that we take for granted. Yesterday, I was fortunate enough, just as an aside and as a story and as, as part one of the actual moving out into the, into the realities of this project, a guy cuts, so this, this is how it goes, a guy calls us up, myself and Andy, and says, 
want to come and talk to you. I spoke to the vice president. I'm a, fr a friend of the vice president of the Bangladesh Football Federation, and I want to come and talk to you. Came to the hotel, spoke to us, sat down, and said, look, I run a, I run a club, some classes for some kids who are in the same class as my own child and children at school, and I run some football coaching, and as you two are national coaches, do you want to come along? So I went along on a Saturday morning, got picked up, took taken along and driving through this city and through the traffic. Busy, busy, busy as normal. And we pull up and we're in this middle of this building site. Everywhere's a building site around here because there's so much building going on. And there's this oasis, this green square inside a purpose-built cage cage of netting if you like it's a, a 3g astroturf five-a-side football pitch to, for those of you who understand with a changing area and a toileting area and a wash area and a shaded area but all packed in in a very small 40 by 40 area maximum maybe 30 by 40 including the pitch it's small but it's neat it's compact it's tidy. It was a vision, let me tell you. And within half an hour, and within an hour and a half, and two hours, and two and a half hours, 60 plus kids came, all with their parents, or their guardians, or their uncles, or aunties, and the parents sat under the shade, and the kids played, and ran, and laughed, and smiled, and did exercises, and jumped over cones, and kicked footballs, and miskicked footballs, and got disinterested, and went to play, and came back and got red faces and sweated and smiled and took water and laughed and joked and fell over and got up again and tried again and some of them did well and went home. What a blessing of an opportunity that was to meet those people, to chat with those parents and to see in action in a one little tiny microcosm of one person who's, put some, who's putting and put something into place. And the dream and the goal and the ambition is to see this kind of thing duplicated time and time and time and time and time and time again. Just like it already is in Germany and Denmark and, and, and America and, and, and the UK. The things we just take for granted that are there from council money and, and, and government money and, and, and lottery money and all the rest of it that doesn't exist here. That has to be come from private enterprise and maybe, maybe will come from national government money. I don't know. But that's the start, so that's the story. That's the little bit of the start. And yesterday I came back and there was one, you know, there's all these kids playing and, you know, all shapes and sizes and some can walk properly and some can't. And some have got great movement control and some haven't, but you know what, they all happy, they all smiled, they all enjoyed it. All got better, all got fitter, all got something out of it. And they want to come back again next week. Well done, what a celebration, fantastic. And in that, there's one little diamond of a player. Seven years old. Doesn't even come from, wasn't even born in Bangladesh. But if we're looking for the one, maybe he's the one. I don't know if he's the one. I have got a clue if he's the one. I'm just telling you a story. Just sharing an experience. You know, we all we all we all take these kind of things for granted in parts of the world. 
maybe we should maybe we should take a little check and stock I just feel blessed that I'm in a, in a in the situation that I am but there was boys and girls playing together and you know it made it reminded me of of the crazy world we live in that you know was it the great Martin Luther King who in his in his speech in his speech about you know disbanding and, and disemboweling and and, and and getting rid of all the racial stuff in his fantastic speech he talked about there'll be a time when all the boys all the little boys and all the little girls will sing and dance together or something along those lines and yet we have in in the developed world where football is you know women's football and men's football is developed and it's separate and it's unless we have you know people fighting for, for supremacy and the girls game saying we should have this because the boys have got it and all the rest of it you know I think we have it wrong let's just let the kids play together and when it's time for them to go their own separate ways they'll do so and you know they can still wave at each other across the park in their own training sessions without throwing mud at each other but that was just a, a little aside but the girls and the boys played together because of the young ages yesterday. It was fantastic to see. And uh, long may that continue. But um, a great experience. And I will look at that and we will call it Finding the One. We'll call this episode Finding the One, Episode One. So stay tuned, listen in for the next episode in the journey of Finding the One, which I hope will come to fruition. That's the Leader Manager Coach episode this week. It's a little bit of a story. And um, say it's part one of Finding the One. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. And uh, let me know what you think. www.robrowles.co.uk And um, any bits of social media. Happy to chat. All right. Listen, as always, really appreciate your time. Hope you got something out of it. Catch you later. Bye-bye.